Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I am your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. Right up front, I wanted to remind you to make sure to head over to readyaimfirebook.com to grab my book I wrote with my friend Jim Woods, who was on the last episode, Ready, Aim, Fire, A Practical Guide to Making and Achieving Goals. It's available in all formats and as a podcast listener, You'll be especially thrilled to know that all the formats include the audiobook version for free for your listening pleasure. Again, that's readyaimfirebook.com. This week, my guest is Dustin Reekman of Engaged Marriage and Fit Marriage. Dustin and I are going to talk about three major topics and all of them could honestly be their own episode. In fact, I've got somebody coming back to talk about all three of these different things at different times. So that'll be awesome. Those three topics, by the way, are marriage, money, and fitness. I know, right? All three of those in the same episode. Anyway, it's awesome. But first, I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Rike, an app that will make your team's work both easy and stress-free. Rike is a stress-free task management system where you can centralize all your tasks, files, ideas, and project plans. You can collaborate on your tasks and documents in real time. You'll save time by collecting all the status updates and keeping your team on the same page. You can visualize your work reports automatically. You can work from wherever you are with their mobile apps. With Rike, your projects will always be on track and your team in perfect sync. Go to Rike, that's W-R-I-K-E dot com slash to do to start a free 30-day premium subscription of Rike and get more things done together with your team. Again, that's W-R-I-K-E dot com slash T-O-D-O. Well, this week I get to talk about major themes of money and marriage and fitness. And so I had to get the right guy. And I did. It's uh, Dustin Reekman. Welcome to the show, Dustin. Hey, Eric. Thanks. I'm uh, extremely happy to be here. Big fan of the show. So, and honestly, you and I have kind of, we've never really talked in like person. We've never met in person for, for sure, but we've never talked in person, although we've been in a lot of the same circles online for a long time. I've really I've seen what you and others have done in, in your sphere of, you know, marriage and, and money and even fitness. And it's just like, man, those are huge issues. Any one person could take one of those topics and just run with it for like the duration of a career, basically. And you're doing like <laughs> all three. And so I really want to tie it back all well you tie them all back together from your basically kind of your your point of 
your your breakthrough, your your point of deciding, you know, rock as some people would say rock bottom. Sure. So describe for me where it was you were when you decided what was it like? Where were you at? What was the mentality, the emotions, all of it? And and then we'll start from there and just start moving forward and, and realize how you broke out of where you basically were stuck. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm happy to happy to go back there. Um, and I, I think a lot of people will relate to this. Hopefully not all of it at the same time like, like <laughs> right. we were encountering, but at least parts of it. So, um, yeah, my name's Dustin, and I'm married to Bethany. And uh, we've been married for 13 years. And when we look back, um, probably about four or five years ago, uh, we were sort of at that rock bottom place. I wouldn't say it felt like rock bottom at the time, although we came to realize just how bad off we were in a lot of ways. Um, we were $54,500 in debt. I remember that number very specifically because several years down the road, we were able to call Dave Ramsey and, and scream that we were debt free away nice. from all that. Um, but we were really stressed out at that time. Um, I was in pretty poor physical health. Um, I had gained about 40 pounds and, uh, had a lot of cycles, you know, going all the way back through engineering school and college, kind of that yo-yo thing where I would be pretty healthy, get motivated, and usually revolving around having a child, I would gain a lot of weight back. And uh, in 2009, in this time frame I'm talking about, we uh, had two children at the time. We've since had a third. And it was coming kind of out of that and realizing that that weight had hung around about two years this time and it wasn't going anywhere. Um, so we had the being overweight being really tired with two very small children, feeling stressed out, heavy in debt, and you know, wanting to expand our family, but really feeling pulled in a lot of directions and not knowing what to do. Um, and, and like you said, I think just feeling overwhelmed and feeling like we need to make some changes. And so you know, we, we had a lot of deep discussions. We actually went on a marriage retreat at that time, um, really opened up our communication uh, we've actually been together since I was about 16 years old, so uh, we felt like we kind of knew where we were going and what we both wanted, um, but really taking some quiet time away from all this stress, uh, we, we had what I would consider a real breakthrough in hearing the lifestyle that we actually wanted. Um, and you know, I'm very happy to say, you know, fast forward five years, we're pretty much living that now um, through a lot of trials and tribulations and hard work. Um, but we're, we're there, I think. And, and we've that vision that we set out five years ago and some very big goals that we can, that we can talk about. But, um, I think the important part is, you know, we finally realized kind of where we were and faced reality, came together as a couple kind of holding hands and, uh, through some tears and, and ultimately some joy, um, uh, realized that we really did want the same things. We were both afraid to say it. And uh, that was that was the birth of what became a, a lot of different things along the road that we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, so you you had almost this this metaphorical weight of debt that was weighing on you, and also literal weight on your body. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and so can I ask, what was your marriage like at that time? I mean, you you so you you you've known your wife since you were sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. And and so at this point, you're. What seven about seven years in? Uh, yeah, that's about right. So I mean, it wasn't like it was like, oh, my marriage is horrible. But you, you kind of maybe, uh, you know, most stress in marriages. I, I mean, obviously, you have the huge stress there. That's one of the biggest things that causes stress in marriages is money. Yes, and uh, and then obviously you've got you know new 
young kids in in play as well. But would you say your marriage was was in a good place then, or at least an okay place? It wasn't horrible. I would say, yeah, I would say okay. I would, yeah. I would say, um, you know, we never had any feelings of animosity towards each other. There was never any, you know, infidelity or things like that. That yeah. you know, now that getting into the kind of marriage ministry, I encounter a lot more of and and see how just how prevalent some of those issues are. Um, no, I'd say we were just okay. I think the. We, we were sharing the same stresses and frustrations. It wasn't like it was driving us apart. Um, it was just we were kind of going through the motions of marriage and family life. And nothing, what we realized, I guess, that felt so overwhelming at the time was that nothing's changing. You know, this debt is here. This weight is here. This stress is here. And unless we're really proactive and we start living more intentionally, you know, we're going to wake up and be 40 and nothing's going to look any different. And that was not how we had dreamed uh, our marriage to be or our life to be. And, uh, you know, that was really that conversation that we had was, you know, where do we want this to go and what are we going to do about it? Yeah. So you had kind of, again, you had that literal weight on your physical body and then the, the metaphorical weight of stress from the the debt. And and then maybe you're you're looking at each other like, man, when did we get to this point where we decided to settle and not yeah, move forward and not word. have meta, not have uh, momentum? Perfect word. Yeah, we we had felt like we had kind of settled for this crappy American <laughs> dream. You know, it's like this, this is, isn't uh, the American the, dream. Yeah, we had the two car payments and a big mortgage and all these things, and uh, did all the things that our friends did and that we thought was kind of what culture told us to do, and realized it really didn't make us happy. Is, is really the realization that we had. Well, I know that in. I mean, I've been there, and uh, a lot of people have been there. I mean, a lot of listeners, I think, will identify with the fact and of either the thoughts or the feelings of where where you were at that point. And so you decide, which is, I mean, I think that that's the 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 crux of it. the The catalyst point is looking at it and deciding you don't want to settle anymore. And yes. so you you guys did the did a marriage uh, retreat. Mm-hmm. And so then, what kind of what came out from that? Where where was the first step? The next steps in in terms of you know digging out of debt and working on your marriage and, and getting in health. Sure, yeah, and it, it's kind of funny, um, you know. The, we were actually invited to this marriage retreat to speak um, and to help oh, other that's couples. Great. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's true irony, right? Um, because from the outside looking in, it looked like we had yeah. it all together, and we were helping other engaged marriage or engaged couples at that time in their marriage preparation. Uh, so for probably going back eight years from today, so about three years in at this point, uh, my wife and I had been asked in our church to help with what's called the pre-Cana program in the Catholic Church, which is just helping you know newly engaged couples prepare for their marriage. Yeah, and so we uh, we did that. We loved it. A lot of presenting and and. Um, and in some areas, I think we did have a really good, solid grasp, you know, because, again, I think we had a really good marriage, all things considered, with all the weight and, and stresses that were on it. Um, so ironically, we were sent to this retreat to help uh, facilitate. But, of course, when you're there, then you're sitting in on other people's sessions. And there was one uh, about communication. And the, basically the theme was, what's your dream marriage? And it was kind of like, have you guys thought about this recently? You know, what what is your dream marriage? You probably had ideas when you were preparing, um, has that come to light? And if not, what do you want to do about it? And, uh, you know, long story short, I was, I, I still am actually a professional engineer, a consulting engineer, and I managed a group doing that. And at the time, my wife was a special education teacher. And uh, with two small children at home, what we realized, what I was afraid to say was, boy, it'd be really great 
if you could be a stay at home mom, because that's something we had talked about, you know, early, early, early on in our relationship. And we'd never talked about it again because with all this stuff going on, it didn't seem realistic. So I never wanted to say that because I don't want her to feel bad or to take it the wrong way. So it was kind of like the elephant in the room. And then during this retreat, when we started describing our dream marriages separately, and we basically had to get together and read off what, what we wanted in, you know, I think it was five or 10 years. That was one of the things that she wanted to. And it was like, really? You know, and, and she's like, yeah, really? You know, we had talked about it and it had, that hasn't went away. And I just assumed it had because kind of life had happened in the meantime. And uh, so we, we decided that was a goal, but that we were, we realized we were way far away from that at the time. Yeah. It wasn't realistic at all. Um, and, and today that's happened. But um, so, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, kind of, that's, that's kind of the story behind what happened at that retreat. Um, and it set these wheels in motion. So, you know, all these things It'd be a nice, clean story if everything started on day one there and then everything took off. But, right. you know, some of these things were happening. We, we had already realized we were in debt. We were starting um, through the Dave Ramsey program to pay that off. Um, the the weight thing was an ongoing issue and, again, kind of a yo-yo issue for me. I, I'd say what really culminated there was this idea of, of goals and being intentional and realizing that, this wasn't going to change unless we took control of it. Um, so that was, that was, I think, early on in 2009. That year went on. We made some really good changes. And although you know, these things all take many years to accomplish, right. uh, just, the, I, just starting to get that momentum, realizing we were on the same page, that we actually had goals and outcomes that we were striving for, for the sacrifices that we had to make, um, brought a lot more happiness and a lot it lifted a lot of those weights from our marriage even before we had accomplished the goals just the fact that we were being intentional with our time and our finances and our our you know physical health um and so that actually led to a, a business and a site called engaged marriage and basically on the heels of all this we kind of went through all this emotional time um i was still doing engineering i still enjoyed that but I started realizing that one of the things I, I was frustrated with was I didn't have any kind of creative outlet. Um, we were doing this marriage preparation with, with these folks in person a couple times a year, and I really enjoyed that. And engineering was, you know, engineering. And I, I'd enjoyed that and managing a team. But I never felt like I had a, a unique personality to, to get out there. And I'd done a lot of writing early in my life, and I missed that. So I was, uh, we were actually on vacation that fall, and laying on a beach, maybe drinking a few too many margaritas. I was reading uh, Dan Miller's book, uh, No More those No More Mondays. Now it's called No More Dreaded Mondays. Awesome book. And it's all about kind of finding creativity, you know, in the midst of regular life is kind of what I took away from it. And uh, from that book, I got the idea that, you know, we really need a online voice for people like us and, and for engaged couples and people in the younger years of their marriage who are struggling with all these same issues. And wouldn't it be cool if while we're working our way out of this situation, we kind of document that. And as we've learned, as we learn lessons, we help others with that. And so I don't know anything about, I'd never heard of a blog and I'd never done anything online, but we came back uh, from that vacation. And I'd say in a couple of weeks I had engagemarriage.com up and running. It was ugly as, as heck, but um, it was up there and we were starting to share you know, some of these experiences and some of the lessons learned. And, you know, that's 
been, I guess, four years and, and, and running now. I think there's 350, 400 posts up there, um, books and, and lots of different resources that have all kind of grown out of that those early months of, uh, of our struggle and our, our path forward, I guess. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people, or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic? For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your own shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond again go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you're talking about major life change goals. Like you're not talking about, hey, I'm going to start something and in 30 days, everything's going to be all better. You're talking about years later. Like how long, for example, how long did it take you to pay off the debt? But more importantly, at what point when you started working on paying off that debt, did you feel like, hey, I feel better already? Yeah, I'd say we were probably – it was over three years um, that we it took to pay off the debt, and it was in process again in 2009. I think we started um, probably 2000, early, maybe 2008. Um, I believe the debt-free call was around 2010, 2000, late 2010, early 2011. So, long story short, it was about three years, um, and it was a lot of work. We made a lot of cuts and sacrifices, of course, to do that. Um, sold off some things and uh, basically 
you know, in the Dave Ramsey spirit, committed to never having another loan other than mm-hmm. a mortgage, and we've we've stuck with that. Um, so yeah, that was a long process. the The weight thing, the fitness thing, um, that was that was ongoing as well. You know, I'd say in two thousand nine, I was I was trying some things, and it's kind of a whole different story that I'm happy to go into if you want. Um, but it, it basically, what was happening was I was doing I was an athlete in high school, and I did pretty well in college. But I was trying to do those same things again, you know, now pushing, uh, pushing 30 years old and with two small children, it just wasn't working. You know, I, I guess my metabolism had slowed down. Our lifestyle was a lot different. Less sleep, more stress, all those good yep. things uh, <laughs> that come with the young family. Been there. Yeah. And so these things weren't working and, uh, and kind of in, a, in what turned out to be, a, I consider kind of a, a gift from God and, and it's this person entered my life. His name's Tony DeLorenzo. I think he, he'll be on your show. Yeah, he, um, he's coming up. He'll, he'll be on soon. Um, we, he's actually in the marriage space as well and online. So in 2010, we were collaborating on some things online, and I got to having a chat with him because he's like super fit, he's hiked the Pacific Crest Trail and rode 200 miles on a bike and all these things. kind of makes me sick, but, um, <laughs> but he was doing really well, and he had small children too. And I'm like, man, well, what can I be doing different? So he shared a different approach, uh, kind of quick workouts, full body workouts, and, and things like that. Some different dietary changes that were very sustainable for me. Um, and so he more or less kind of became my mentor on the fitness side, and I really appreciated that because he uh, he knew what was up when it came to the the stresses of a young family life, and 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 doing these things at home was a big thing too. I I didn't go to a gym because that didn't work out with our family situation and our schedule, and also save money. Um, so basically through that, um, I'd say by within a year or so, I'd lost all that weight and um, kind of went on to the next chapter of fitness, you know, to the point that today I'm uh, in just a few weeks, I'll be running my first marathon, nice. uh, which is which is pretty crazy to think back and, and, and the l- lack of energy I had and things at that time that I'd ever be able to run a marathon. But that's, you know, that's that progression, that steady progression of goals that I know you appreciate, Eric, mm-hmm. and that you've written about it, taking those baby steps in all areas of life. It's really hard to imagine sitting where you are today, what very small incremental changes can do over the course of five years. Uh, but it's, it's pretty remarkable when you're able to look back and see that it actually does happen when you can make these things habits and make them a part of your daily life. So at, at what point again, did you, with the, with the money and or the, the health stuff, you're making progress and you feel like, you know what, I have hope now. Like I've, I've not just decided I don't want to be stuck where I was. You decide I'm going to make a change and then you start to implement even though it's a struggle to do so. But then you start to feel like, okay, this, this is paying off and this is going to pay off. I'm going to make it. Yeah. I would say right there in those first few months after the retreat, um, you know, so in 2009, I, I, it very, it was very, much the the action, just the taking action, really was fulfilling, and it really brought a lot of happiness, not only to me but to Bethany, my wife. And you know, it, it takes a very positive mindset to start a blog and go through all the learning curve of that, only to because you want to share what you're experiencing. And that was again, that was still in 2009, so things are a little foggy back there. But I would say very much that we kind of had that rock bottom moment. That breakthrough happened really quickly once we realized that we're on the same team going for the same long-term goals. And then we started making a plan. 
And, you know, I'm an engineer. I, I love to take big, big goals and break them down into small steps and figure out, you know, incrementally how we're going to make it happen. So those really within, a, I would say within a month, I mean, within 30 days, we were pretty much on fire because we could see where this was going and we were starting to make progress pretty quickly. Um, and then once we got into with the website and writing about it, that really was very fulfilling. And we, you know, quickly kind of gained an audience and there were people out there like us build a community around that. And that, that just carried so much momentum forward. Mm, Um, you know, it was like all the, it was like the perfect storm of what we needed at that time. We had the personal breakthrough. We had, you know, friends that we knew in real life, you know, personally who, uh, who got what we were talking about and then to get online and put ourselves out there in this way and have people respond to that saying, you know, this is, we're right with you, or we were there two years ago, or how did you get started, you know, and, and, and feel like that we actually had something to offer other people from our experiences. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, we're, we've been full of energy ever since and, uh, <laughs> and doing lots of, lots of crazy stuff online and, and in, in person, um, all kind of around this marriage, busy family life theme, but, you know, in a lot of different ways, um, Basically, as we experience things, we love to go out and teach other people about them and uh, help them along. And some of these have turned into side businesses and, and other opportunities, which is fantastic as well. Um, but really, our focus has always been, you know, there are lots and lots of people out there just like us. And if we have something that we've experienced that's helped, let's get out there and share it with people in a big way. Yeah. And you're totally hitting on, like, I mean, if people have listened to episode zero of this podcast. They know like, hey, this is Eric Fisher. I've I've been fascinated and intrigued by productivity and, and all aspects of how that works, you know, and not just the traditional sense of time and calendars and tasks and, and all that, but how that plays out then into the rest of your life. And and obviously it, it, you're again hitting on these huge, three huge um places where lack of productivity really displays itself. And so, you know, again, I'm, I'm right there with you in terms of expo, uh, what's the experiential learning is yeah, what, what I'm saying. And, and so it's great that you had that group of people that just, they, they identified and said, Hey, that was me or, or you know, you, what you just did, that's what I want. So yeah. people have been able to, to come along and, and see that. So then talk a little bit about the, the impact that this has had, the changes, I mean, I'm not going to say, hey, you've arrived. I mean, I guess in some senses you can say that in terms of like if the debt's paid off and things like that, you're like, hey, you know, that milestone has been reached, you know, yeah. you're, and, and your upcoming um, marathon. That's another milestone Absolutely. that you're reaching. And that's awesome. And But talk a little bit about what life was like before and what it's like now. Not that anybody's life is perfect, but <laughs> it's so much more towards what it, it should have been, and you're you're thriving, in other words. Yeah, and thrive is a, a word that you know, looking at different uh, programs and blog posts and things I've written, that that word comes up a lot, and you know, I think that it really encompasses how we f- how I feel, and like you just said, I mean, I, I think uh, whether it's a curse or a blessing. There's always I'm, a, I'm I'm kind of that high achiever mentality, and I know you know previous guests have talked about that when you're when you're looking at uh, your your strengths and things like that. Like that that's one of mine. So I'm always kind of striving for the next thing. I'm kind of a a goal achieving junkie in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, but it's but it's opportunities like this and chatting with you. It's what's so nice about that is 
forces you to go back and reflect and think about before and after and things like that. So, um, you know, and I would love to, and I probably will when we hang up, kind of ask my wife about this as well and her perspective. Um, but I would say, you know, looking back, we've described that quite a bit in that real sense of complacency, stress, kind of stuck, kind of uh, listless and, and just not, not feeling like I mean, there's no reason to get up early, right? Because yeah. what's the difference? I just got to go to work, um, you know, enough to make the car payments, hang out with the kids a little bit before they go to bed. Yeah, it's kind of go. Through, it's kind of a normal life, and it was nothing wrong with that. It was fine. Um, but once we saw that we really wanted to strive for something different, this whole process, and this has never really, you know, it has its its uh, hills and valleys, but it's never really stopped. Ever since we kind of got on fire with this idea and this passion. Um, and and as you've heard, this passion goes in different directions. Like sometimes I'm really focused on fitness and sometimes I'm really focused on engaged couples and presentations and workshops. Sometimes I'm really focused just on time and productivity. Uh, like you, I love all that stuff. I read a lot of books on, on that topic. Um, and I'm, I'm really into the application of it, obviously, where it's, it's not all about the worksheets. I have worksheets and scheduling and we can talk about the tools and, and a morning routine and all those things. That's very important to what, yeah. to what I do. Um, but it's really easy to get off on tangents because you know, we have a lot going on. But to, to kind of encapsulate how we feel now, it's really all about the lifestyle, I think, for us. And I still work, still work a lot um, at, at my engineering job. But I really get a lot out of that, and I wouldn't do it if I didn't. I feel like I have choices now yeah. as I've gained new skills and things over the years. Um, we've got a couple of online businesses that do you know well as side businesses, and those are very fulfilling, and they help the family's bottom line as well, of course. Um, but kind of day-to-day life now, we have a 9-year-old boy, a uh, 6-year-old girl, and a 3-year-old girl, and they keep us on our toes. <laughs> My boy plays baseball and basketball, and I help coach uh, with those things. So that, that of course, takes some time. Um, you know, very involved in our church and our community and different organizations like, uh, like that and try to, try to be out in our community as much as we can. And, but the kind of day to day life is mm, still busy, but fulfilling and, and happy. And it, it feels much more like it's on our terms, I guess is how I would say it. Like, that's, yeah, that's we're a great way busy, to put it. but we're choosing the activities very intentionally. Yeah. So, for instance, if, you know, charity community work, yeah, I'm an officer in an organization called the Knights of Columbus. Well, I do that on purpose, and I say no to a lot of other opportunities because in that one organization, I can kind of go deep and really touch a lot of different areas that I care about, uh, whether it be you know Special Olympics, the local food pantry, coats for kids, my church, you know, service at our at our parish grounds. There's a lot of things I can do just by being deep in one organization, and then I don't feel guilty about saying no to being whatever a scout leader or a Rotary Club. Um, so we say no a lot, but we're very intentional on the things that we do because, you know, it's kind of fitting that mission of, of the things that, that are important to us. Um, so I don't know if I had to summarize an emotion, (laughs) I'd say pretty, pretty happy. We feel pretty content now. Um, you know, we're, we're always in that striving mindset. So it's kind of like, you know, what's next. And, uh, but I think right now where we're at with this stage in our life, with these small children. Right now, my wife does stay home. Um, she, she, you know, quit teaching uh, two and a half years ago um, once we got out of debt and, and got things in order. Um, and, you know, we have 
good friends, uh, pretty close family. So life's, life's pretty darn good, and it's certainly far from perfect, and there's always things we're trying to do better. Um, but it does, it does feel really good to be able to look back over that five-year period and say, you know, this is what we set out to achieve, and for the most part, you know, we've we've got there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. How how do you uh, you know? I mean, you've made strides forward and all that, but how do you? A lot of people would would want to know. Okay, you have a day job, and and yes, your your wife is now a stay at home mom, and you know, runs the house, so to speak. Sure. But uh, you've also got this side business stuff, and you know, some uh, past guests have have talked about that and said, you know, hey, it's it's a struggle to balance all that. What would you say if you know? How would you say you? What are the most important factors in order to be able to do that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I'd say a couple. One theme that I go back to a lot um, is is boundaries, not balance. Mm. And what I mean by that is maybe over the course of a month, if you look at my schedule, it's pretty balanced. You know, as far as if I wanted a certain percent for family time, friends, work, side businesses, that sort of thing. Um, but over the course of a week and especially over the course of a day, it's completely not, it's way out of balance. And I personally feel like at this stage of my life, at least that balance is, is basically a myth. Um, my life's not going to be balanced. My day to day stuff is not going to be balanced. So what we do to ensure that our priorities, um, are being met as we set boundaries. So what that means is, you know, I do most of my, uh, non-engineering work or most of my online work in the mornings. I get up pretty early and we can talk about, you know, the kind of the morning routine. That's really key. And that's also when I exercise for the most part. Well, um, so let's talk about that actually. Yeah. So what, you know, my, my famous question, quote unquote, is, <laughs> is an, in an ideal world, how do you start your day? Yeah. And this doesn't happen every day, but uh, I've listened to your episodes that I, I think my themes will be pretty similar to a lot of folks. Um, typically get up about 530. Um, and right now, with it being frigidly cold here in the Midwest, most of my running takes place during the week, at least, uh, on a treadmill. So I get up and you know run on the treadmill. That can vary depending on. Right now, I'm doing a marathon training, so during the week, it's between three and eight miles. So that can take that can take take a pretty good chunk of time. That's four days a week. Um, so I'll do my exercise, do some other cross training too, um, and then typically get up, take a shower, help with the kids. Uh, and then that leaves me some time to do some writing, um, some online, um, you know, online activities, writing blog posts, responding to people, that kind of stuff, uh, before I leave for work. So I don't leave for work usually till close to nine o'clock. Um, that kind of fits actually with my group and I have a lot of younger people in my group that I manage and kind of nine to six is their preferred schedule. So, um, do that. You could go to work all day and, uh, usually over lunch though, I can, I can check in, do some online activities as well. And then when I get home from work, this is where the boundaries, we kind of surpassed the morning routine, but this is where the boundaries usually come in. So they got the morning time that my family knows that, you know, daddy's exercising or he's doing work in his office, you know, and I hang out with them before they go to school a little bit. Um, But then when I get home from work, the phone goes on the kitchen counter. I do not go in my office because this is a real temptation to constantly check an email and responding and, and all those things, as you know, um, Twitter and Facebook and all the good stuff. Yep. So I, I, that's where, that's one hard boundary. The phone goes on the counter and I don't look at it until the kids are in bed. So that leaves several hours there of, of 
pretty high quality family time. We eat dinner together almost every evening. You know, we may have baseball practice or something. Um, but for the most part, we're, we're all five here and, and doing our thing. And then when the kids go to bed, we, uh, my wife and I really strive hard to do our 15 minutes. And I, so I've written a book called 15 minute marriage makeover. Um, one of the very first posts I ever wrote for engaged marriage way back, you know, four years ago was this post called, uh, be a couple for 15 minutes a day. And so that's really an underlying theme. in, in a lot of the work that I do is, you know, we're all stressed, stretched for time, but if you can find just 15 minutes, which is about 1% of your day to be with your spouse just as a couple. So kind of talking and holding hands and not having the TV on and not looking at your phone and not being distracted for 15 minutes. We kind of have this time that we're always, you know, having some quality time together and that can vary a lot. You know, we try not to talk too much about the kids and things we try yeah, to make it about say, us. That's, that's one of those things where it's like, we, I know, you know, personal confession here. That's one of the things my wife and I need to have uh better set up is to figure out a way to not just have time together, but have time where we're just, just, just together. A, just together. We're yeah. not talking the business of the house or the family. So absolutely, and that's and that's uh, that kind of comes back to the boundaries. I'm not saying again, perfect world. Five five days a week, we make it happen pretty darn well. And you know, sometimes it's there's an, some something urgent. We do spend that time, you know, working on a talk or talking about the kids' homework or doing something else. But for the most part, we try to you know, a lot of times this time of year, it's just sitting on the couch. Um, talking about our day or, you know, talking about, um, what we want to do this weekend or planning on a date night, that sort of thing. When the weather's nicer, we like to sit outside, you know, we kind of get the kids in bed and we can go sit on our front porch. It's got something kind of relaxing about just being out physically out of the house. Um, but that 15 minutes a day, I mean, it's, it sounds kind of minimal and maybe, uh, forced, but I swear there's a lot of magic in that. I mean, if, if someone's listening and, and they're married. I mean, if you think about that, I mean, if you spent 15 minutes a day truly focused and not distracted by work and, and smartphones and things, um, I, it, I promise, try it for a week. Um, it, will, it will really, really help you. And what the 15-Minute Marriage Makeover book is, is actually, it's basically a month-long process. It's like oh, a 28-day, yeah. um, kind of like your book, you know, where it's step-by-step, step, do this on day one, day two, and it walks through kind of the major areas of marriage, and it gives you things to do during those 15 minutes. So very practical things, you know, and the, kind of covers the four pillars of marriage, uh, money, uh, communication, romance, and sex and intimacy. And so it helps couples. It gives them kind of a guidebook to say, okay, on day three, do this. And then once a week, it goes past 15 minutes and it's more of an hour long thing, you know, like a date night, uh, different activities that you can do. But that's what that book was. Cause I was doing, I had this idea on engaged marriage. We were doing that and, uh, people were like, well, okay, we did that for three or four days. Kind of run out of things to do just sitting on a couch. You know, what, what, what kind of things could we do? And this was a response to that. It's kind of like, okay, well for four weeks, here's plenty of things for you to do that I promise will make a huge impact in your relationship. So, um, anyway, that's our, yeah. that's what that 15 minutes is pretty sacred in our house. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that book is great if someone's wanting to get started with that it, and it kind of helps them find the 15 minutes as well. And it talks about how to defend that from kids and, and other things. Um, but that's, that 15 minutes happens. 
And then usually in the evening, yeah, it depends on what's going on. I may have a meeting. My wife may, you know, be going to a friend's house in the neighborhood or whatever. Um, we may very well just spend the whole that whole evening together. Um, or sometimes I'm I'm doing the online work at that time too. So if I've got you know a workshop coming up, a product coming out, things like that, customer service issues to deal with. You know, I go do that, and she can do her thing. She might watch Downton Abbey or whatever she wants to do. Nice. And what's nice is because we have these boundaries, there's no guilt. You know, there used to be a lot of guilt um, trying to balance all these different things. But now it's like, okay, we have our family time, and we have dinner, and the kids know they have my full attention and her full attention. And we have our 15 minutes, which, again, may not sound like much, but it makes a big difference. And then we can do our thing, and sometimes that's together, sometimes it's not. And then at you know, bedtime, we pretty consistently uh, go to bed, you know, 10, 10 or 11 o'clock. Um, and then we always go to bed at the same time. That's when we read and relax and, and do that sort of thing. So that's a consistent kind of boundary, too. It's like we're always going to – one of us doesn't stay up late while the other goes to bed. We kind of have a consistent bedtime, and we know that, that we'll be there together and, and – uh, so that's kind of a typical day in the Reekman household, um, you know, and then expanding on the 15 minutes, we do try to do date nights. I think that's really important as well. It'd be ideally, you could do those maybe once a week, but uh, we do them at least once a month. And most of the time we try to get out at least twice a month uh, with no kids. And we don't have, our, we don't have really good uh, family babysitting. So, you know, that's, uh, we have to arrange babysitters and pay for that and do all those things. Yeah. But um so we we try to get out of the house once or twice a month for sure on date nights and then what we do uh in the interim is if we if we can't do that or or uh you know it's just not feasible is we do at home date nights you know where we'll uh kids go to bed we have a glass of wine we uh you know do this type of things you do on a date but we can just do it in our house and again when the weather's nice we can build a little fire in the backyard sit outside um and maybe have friends over or, or whatever but um, so yeah, we we try to schedule those things and make sure that they're a consistent part of uh, of our calendar so that they don't get overlooked. Because I'm sure you can relate to mm-hmm. if uh, you're not proactive on things like date nights, you'll realize three months you know out that you know we haven't been out on a date in three months. So yeah, well, and that's the thing is just the intentionality of using that time to make that impact, and that's just it's something we all need is to figure out more with time, and so. It'd be great if somebody had a workshop about that, though. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's 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 my lame attempt at a segue. But uh, <laughs> Dustin is actually doing a, a workshop about that, and I'm going to join him. And so tell tell us a little more about what we're going to talk about. Sure. Yeah. So um, for at Engage Marriage, we do what we call how-to workshops, and you know, these have different themes from time to time. Uh, you know, every month or two, we we do one on a topic that people have told us they want to know more about. So we've done them on you know sex and intimacy, communication. We did one recently on finances. So it's kind of these big issues, uh, but we really get specific in the workshops. And so this one's going to be on quality time. So basically, how to balance or have these boundaries um, in a very specific way. Uh, how to so basically how to enjoy more quality time uh, in your marriage and in your family particularly for people who have a kind of a multifaceted uh, business approach like me and like you. So um, whether you're all uh, solopreneur and, and do your own business or if you're like a lot of us where you have a full-time job and you're doing side businesses and you're trying to balance a family, that's really the ideal audience for this workshop. Um, so we're going to you know, go through in 
detail. These these workshops they're called how to for a reason. They're all about action. So today we've you know trying to integrate my story and all that stuff. It's got a little tangential and and we we can't really hit the how tos so much. But this is very how to. So this, you're going to walk away if you attend a workshop with a, a good action plan, the uh, actual calendar and scheduling tools. Um, and productivity tools that I use and that I've helped other people use to make this happen, as well as some some great books um, and other resources. So that's kind of what it's about. It'll be an evening together with Eric and I talking about these issues with a very specific uh, outcome in mind, which is to help you feel in control and uh, give you more quality time with your family while you're still able to thrive in the other areas of your life, including your fitness, your business, and uh, all the things that we all want. Uh, at this stage of our life. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to doing this deep dive with you and sharing that live in front of everybody, but then also that everybody that uh, signs up for it or later on goes to the link, that would, well, which is beyondthetodolist.com slash time workshop. If you go there and you're like months away, like it's been months since this show came out, still, you can still go there and you can get the recording as well. So Absolutely. Yeah, and, and for people that can join us live or that are listening and they sign up in advance, they'll get the recording too. Um, that way, you know, they can listen to it later or if they can't make it, obviously we're busy. Um, and we do that as a video cause it's a webinar, but we also include an MP3. So for loyal podcast listeners like you and I, uh, MP3s are often a lot more convenient way mm-hmm. to take in this information. Yeah. So looking forward to that again, the, the link for that is going to be beyond the to-do list.com slash time workshop and we hope you join us live or join us uh live to hard drive (laughs) there you go yeah so dustin it's been awesome having you on the show where can people go to find out more about all the different awesome stuff that you are working on sure i appreciate that um kind of the main site is engagedmarriage.com lots of great free tools and resources there You'll get all the uh, the great information there that we have in Engage Marriage. And then on the fitness side, it's called Fit Marriage. And that is kind of for the same audience of busy married couples, um, but obviously focused on fitness and, and that sort of side of life with health. So those are the two, EngageMarriage.com and FitMarriage.com. Awesome. Well, again... Dustin, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm sure everybody enjoyed it, and everybody needs to go sign up for either listening to us live or listening to the recording later on. And thanks for being on the show. Uh, Thank you, Eric. Um, Thank you for doing this podcast. I listen to every episode. I get a ton out of it. Um, And it's always great to hear different people's perspectives on productivity and time management And I think I always take something away from every episode. So I hope other people did on this one as well. And I'd love to hear from you. If you guys have any questions uh, or if you just want to reach out and say hi, uh, engage marriage on Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest and all the other places you can get a hold of me as well. Nice. Awesome. Well, yeah, check that out. Talk with Dustin and talk with me. Thanks again to Dustin for stopping by and talking about marriage and money and fitness And again, don't miss out on that live workshop as well as the recording. Make sure you're in on that by going to beyondthetodolist.com slash time workshop. Thanks again to Rike for sponsoring this episode. Again, you can go get your 30-day premium trial of their system by going to wrike.com slash T-O-D-O. Again, don't pass up that 30-day 
free premium offer. W-R-I-K-E dot com slash T-O-D-O to take advantage of that. Thanks again for listening. If you found this helpful, please feel free to give us a rating or review in iTunes and or pass this episode on to your family and friends and social network followers. Thanks again, and we'll see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast. Theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome. Laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx.